But we thank you for tuning in with us tonight. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, and we'll read verses 1 through 6. Very familiar passage of Scripture, and you know the story of the the boy with the lunch, And but we're going to be reading the first part of this story. It says, And after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Verse 6 says, And this he said to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I come tonight with a very simple reminder from the Lord. Urging you to trust Him. Urging you to remember His Word. Urging you to let go and let God. And I know to many of us that is such a cliche statement and we've heard it said so many times in our life that we don't even think about it when it's truly spoken. But to truly let go and let God. I've come to tell someone tonight that has been praying for a word, that has been saying, God, do you see me? God, do you know where I'm at? Do you know what I'm going through right now? Do you see the state of our world and our nation? Do you see what we are facing as a body? Do you see the struggles we are in? I've come to tell somebody tonight, he knows what he is doing. In case you have not heard... In case you haven't picked up a newspaper lately or tuned in to the news. My world is full of people. People who know everything about everything. The men, they all know how to get everywhere they're going without directions. They know how to build anything they want without looking at the instructions. The women, they know the best recipes to use and they don't even have to look at them because they know they know all the essential oils that are needed to make you feel good. They know all about gorillas and, and what you should do if a child falls into space at the zoo. They know the best way to stop all of the violence and the trouble that takes place at our schools and in our streets. The world has all the answers about how to fix our economy and, and they, they know what should be done and they know that when crisis hits, that toilet paper is most essential. They know all about killer hornets and they know about the issues with racism and the perfect remedy to fix all of these things. They know about the weather. They, they become flood experts and fire experts and they know why certain people get elected. We have mask experts and virus experts and the how close you can get without catching anything experts. And they know it all. 
Every podcast has experts. Every radio and TV station is full of people who know and have all the answers. Every social media account has intel to share and spread. Can I just be really honest with everyone tonight? This is me removing my mask and being transparent before you. To take a risk at being humiliated and embarrassed. I know someone is going to make fun of me and mock me and they're probably going to call me names. I'll probably be labeled a fool. And what I say may shock some of you, but here it goes. While others boast about knowing everything about everything, I stand here tonight to declare, I don't know everything. I don't know all of the answers that people are searching for. I don't know every place that every person is at tonight. But I know a God who knows where you are. I know a God who knows what you're going through. I know a God who has seen you in your fire and He has seen you in your flood. That's what I know tonight. Now hear me, I'm not saying that you cannot have an opinion. I'm not saying that you don't get a voice or a vote, and I'm not saying that you don't know anything. It's very evident that you know something. Some of you work a job because you went to college, and you learned something, and you learned how to operate there at the plant, and you learned how to operate in a job that you've been called to do. But you don't know all of the things that our world knows, because they know it all. What I'm saying tonight is I may have an opinion, but there's a good chance that I'm going to be wrong. I'm not an animal expert. I'm not a mask expert. And I'm not an infectious disease expert. And when I would see the kids' National Geographic magazines there in the doctor's office, I'm not going to lie to you. I probably just picked it up and and looked at the pictures of the gorillas and, and the hornets. I probably didn't read all of the words that would tell me this information that when I became an adult, I would be an expert on all things gorillas. I don't have all of the answers and I do not know everything. But I do know Jesus. I do know the one who knows. He knows every time you've shed a tear. He knows every time you've cried out. He knows everything you're going through. He knows the beginning to the end. He's got it all planned out and nothing is a surprise to him. I know the one with his very spoken word. He created everything from nothing. I know the one who has all power in his hands. The one who heals the sick and raises the dead and opens blinded eyes. I know Jesus. I don't only know the one who has the answers. I know that He is the answer. You might be shocked at how liberating it is to say those words tonight. I don't know everything. If you're watching online with your spouse tonight, I wish you would look over at them and tell them, Honey, I I don't know everything. Come on, I know you can say it. And and spouse, you say it back to your other spouse. Honey, I don't know everything. Oh, there's peace and unity in the home right now. I can feel it. 
If you're a young person and you're watching there with your moms and dads, I know that so many times we, we know and understand that you've got life all figured out and, and you know that when you turn 18, you're moving off and you're doing your own thing and, and you're going to live your... I know all of that, but would you just look at mom and dad and say, I, I don't know everything. There's a commercial that I hear often on the radio and it says, Do you need an expert on money advice? Turn to the nerds. Do you need helpful tools that can help you? Turn to the nerds. Do you need tailored insights to answer all of your money's questions? Turn to the nerds. What are they saying? They are saying you may not have all the intel that you need. You may not know all the things that you need to know. You may not know everything about everything. So if you need help in those areas, turn to the nerds. So tonight I challenge you, turn to Jesus. If you don't know what's going on in your world right now, turn to Jesus. If you're troubled in your spirit tonight, turn to Jesus. If you've been away from Him for a very long time, turn Turn to Jesus tonight. Turn to the one who knows. Turn to the one who's been right where you are. He's seen you under the fig tree. He's seen you in that fire. He knows every giant that you have faced. Turn to Jesus. We say this phrase all the time. And if we could realize the truth behind our words. Well, God only knows how I'm going to get out of this mess. God only knows how long this is going to last. God only knows what my soul needs. God only knows how badly I need encouragement tonight. Yes, if you could say those words tonight and not just say them as this passive statement, but say them in declaration. God knows how badly I need encouragement tonight. God knows how long this is going to last. God knows exactly what my soul needs. God knows where my family is at this night and what we are facing and what we need from Him. God does know. Psalms 139 says, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid Thine hand upon Upon me, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot attain it. But you, God, you know it. You know all about me. You know all about my troubles. You know all about my adversaries. You know all about my tears that I have cried and the pains that I have felt. You've seen every prayer and you've heard them each and every one. God, all of these things that you know, God is too wonderful for me. God, you are higher. Your ways are higher, oh God. You hear me tonight, I'm not going to call an electrician to come to my house to come and fe fix my leaky water pipes. I'm not going to call a plumber to come out to my house to paint my home. Because that is not what they know. That is not their expertise. When it comes to my life, 
I cannot afford for someone else to be involved in my well-being. I want somebody who knows. If I had a pain in my body tonight and I felt in a desperate way that I needed to go have surgery and have something removed from my body and they scheduled me a surgery for tonight, I would not go to the hospital and find that janitor there pushing that mop bucket around and pull him into the surgeon's room and say, here, grab that knife. I see you've got a badge that says you work here at the hospital. That That's good enough for me. Would you get that knife and cut me open and take this thing out that needs to be removed and do a work in me? I'm not going to do that because the truth is he may work for the hospital. He may know some of their their rules and regulations, but he doesn't know what I need. He doesn't see the pain that I am in. He didn't go to school to learn how to do surgery. He didn't go to school to learn how to save somebody's life. And so I would be wasting my time time and I would be putting him in a very bad place by asking that of him but if I went to the general surgeon and I said can you help me can you fix this and he were to take me in there and lie me on that operating table I could lie there and be put to sleep knowing and trusting that that one knows what he is doing he knows how to fix the issue he knows how to cut and where to cut and how deep to cut. He knows what to pull out of my life and he knows what to fix. That's the kind of person that I want working with me. I'm not just looking for anyone. I'm looking for the one who knows. And if I feel this way about my life and my body, how much more should I be concerned for my soul? You hear me tonight. We are letting too many people have a say in our lives and in our well-being that are not God and are not taking the time to hear from God. If you're not hearing from God yourself, then you better get close to your pastor. You better let your pastor speak into your life. You better let somebody who's been praying and fasting give you a word from the Lord and quit letting other people feed you and quit letting the media and the news give you information. And you need to say, hold on, I'm not just out there grasping for every bit of information. I I can. I want to ask somebody tonight that knows. I want to talk to the one who knows. Who knows where my season is. Who knows what my world is going through right now. That's the one that I want to talk to tonight. In our text, the Bible says that Jesus and His disciples went up into a mountain and people start coming from all over. And the crowd grew larger and larger and Jesus takes notice of them. And He turns to Philip and He says, Where are we going to buy bread so that the people may eat? Where are we going to do it? The crowds are coming. The people are coming. They're coming hungry. They've, they've traveled from so far. They've traveled through a lot to get here. And now they are hungry. Now what are we going to do? about that. What are we going to give them? 
And I ask you tonight, when people come hungry, when people come from all over and searching for something, and God is looking down at Greater Life Church, and He's looking into your home and saying, all right, Philip, what are we going to give them? What are we going to do about this? God is not expecting you to have a miracle answer. He's expecting you to say, oh God, I know what we can do. We can take them to the house of God. We can pray with them. We can do some things with them and make sure they're baptized in Jesus' name. We can give them a Bible study. That That's all the things that we think of in this moment. But oh, poor Philip, don't you know how nervous he must have been when Jesus looks over at him. The miracle working God. The one who the whole crowd followed him over here because the Bible said that they had saw the miracles that he had done. And now that miracle working God looks over and says, Philip, where are we going to get bread to feed these people? And he puts the ball in Philip's court. And Philip, no doubt, was probably sitting there scratching his head saying, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that, that any of the markets are open. And, and he begins to count the cost and he begins to think about all of these people here. It's going to cost this much money and it's going to take six months wages and it's going to take all of these details. And he starts thinking about all of this stuff, all the things he thinks that it's going to take. And if a problem arises and the miracle working God has asked, what are we going to do? I've got to come up with a solution pretty quick and do some serious thinking because if he doesn't know, then I sure don't know. See, but God asked him this question, not to shame him and not to showboat and not to place an unnecessary fear upon him. But the Bible says to prove him, to test him. To make sure that he was on the same page. To make sure that he knew God. The Bible says Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Listen, I know there are times that chaos takes place and things begin to happen that are out of your control and you are thinking, oh God, what is going to happen here? God, I, I'm looking and people are coming and, and people are closing in on us. God, and, and I'm really confused right now and I, I'm trying to think clearly and I'm trying to think logically, God, but I, I, I know that what is before us truly is impossible. God, but I, I come before you trusting and knowing, God, that, that something's bound to happen. And you're sitting there trying to come up with reasons. And God says, Landon, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed all these people? How are you going to respond as the church when chaos arises? How are you going to respond when crowds begin to come? How are you going to respond? I'm not saying this to put doubt and fear in you. I'm challenging you. I'm trying to stir up a question inside of you and provoke you to think, what am I going to do when they start coming by the hundreds and by the thousands? What am I going to do when there are so many wanting to be baptized in Jesus' name? What am I going to do when God is wanting us to be part of the solution? What are we going to do when we have to feed so many people? Where are we going to get that much bread? Where are we going to get that much provision? Where 
are we going to find all of the answers that they're searching for? And all the while, God is sitting there smiling. And He's saying, you're so close to me. You are so close to me. I'm right here. And I wish you would just open your eyes and look over here at the smile that's on my face. Because I ask you that question. But I've come to tell you tonight, I already know what I'm going to do. I already know how I'm going to use you. I already know the field that you're going to walk in and the harvest that you're going to reap. God already knowing what He is going to do. He's not caught off guard tonight. He's not intimidated, sitting back, twiddling his thumbs in a corner, worried, oh, here the comes the crowd. What are we going to do, Philip? What are we going to do, Greater Life Church? No, he was trying to get through to Philip and Andrew and the rest of his disciples. You are not going to buy bread because what is needed is already here. There's a lad here that already has everything that I'm going to need. You don't have to find a solution. I am the solution. I already know what I'm going to do. I just want to get your mind thinking that when I'm not here, when things are not always easy, when you're up against a wall, I want you to know and I want you to be thinking, now what can I do? How much can I pray? How much can I fast? How much can I trust God? And I tell you tonight, you can trust Trust Him completely because He knows. He already knows what He is going to do. Tonight I want you to know where your help comes from. It doesn't come from Walgreens. It doesn't come from Kroger or the supermarket. It doesn't come from the local market that has bread. For man shall not live by bread alone. It comes from the one who knows. I love how Paul says this in 1 Corinthians. He says, for I determined, I made up my mind not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What are you saying? I'm saying as long as I know Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I don't have to know everything else. I don't have to know all the details. I don't have to figure out where we're going to get bread. I don't have to figure out how we're going to feed everybody. That's enough for me if I know Jesus. Daniel said, but the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. Hebrews 11.8 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out not knowing where he went. He stepped out walking by faith, saying, God, I don't know where I'm going. I don't even know where I'm going to put my foot down next. Oh, but I am stepping out by faith. How did he do that? Well, verse 10 tells us, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. In Ezekiel 37, the Bible says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down 
in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Not dead decaying bodies. Not flesh still present with no heartbeat. No, he said it was a valley of bones. That was all that was left was the bones of these humans. And it caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. He's using those words so that you get that picture in your mind. They were bones. They were all over the place. There were many of them. And they weren't just there, but they'd been there for a long time. They were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? God is asking the prophet, can they live? Can these dry bones live? And he didn't sit there and say, well, let me think about it. Well, well, let me get my notebook out and let me see what, what the media has to say about this. Let me see what, what the naysayers and the haters, let me go read all of the columns and, and turn on the news and let me see what they say about it. No, he sits there and he looks up and he says, oh, thou knowest, oh Lord, oh Lord God, thou knowest, you know whether they can live or not. You know the purpose that you have for them. And so God looks down again and says unto him, then prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You want to know what you ought to do when you don't have all the answers to God's problems that we're facing? You need to turn to God and say, God, you know. Thou knowest this problem that you're presenting to me is not a problem at all. But you're asking me to stir me, to get me to thinking, I I don't know all of these things. I've got to be very real and declare, I don't have all the answers. But thou, God, thou knowest. Thou knowest the answer to this problem. Thou knowest where my world is at. Thou knowest how to pick me up out of the miry clay. Thou knowest where I am tonight and where I need to be. God knows what He is doing. 1 Corinthians says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. You've seen the slogan, I'm sure, that says, No God, you know, no God, then no peace. But no God, K-N-O-W, then no peace. For God is not the author of confusion. Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Job 23 says, on the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. What's Job saying? He says, I I don't always see what he's doing on the left. And I don't always see what he's doing on the right. I, I don't always see that his hands are present and that they're working, even though I know that they are. But I can trust him because he knows the way that I take. He knows what's going on in my life right now. And I can trust him. 
Jeremiah, he said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Isaiah said, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So Philip, you may sit there and you may think, okay, now what's the best option? What's the best thing I can do here? What, what, what should I do? And, and when we come up with this master plan of how great we think we can do this thing, and God's saying, I, I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you ask or think. I know that you've set the bar here, Philip, but I'm taking it up higher because my ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. And you don't know like I know what I want to do. I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that I want to do for those that love me and put their trust in me and put their hope in me. And I know right here you've got high expectations. But I'm telling you tonight, I already know what I'm going to do. I'm not just going to feed this multitude, but I'm going to feed them until they are full and they are overflowing. I'm going to fill those baskets and we're going to have 12 baskets full left over. That's what I'm going to do. In your mind, you're thinking of just enough to satisfy them, but I'm thinking on terms of fullness. I'm wanting them to leave this place knowing that they have been a part of something miraculous. John 18 says, Judas, then having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, it hadn't even happened yet, but he already knew was about to take place. He already knew what was about to happen in his life, and the next few moments and hours of his life would be the hardest moments that he would face in his fleshly body. But Jesus, knowing all of those things, looked at them and said, Whom seek? Again, he asks a question, but he already knows the answer. He already knows what's going to happen. Luke tells us, and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't don't understand. They don't know like I know. They don't see the things that I see. They don't know that what they're doing right now has such huge consequences later. They don't see that what they are facing right now that I've already seen past it. They're weeping tears right now. Some of them, my mother's over here weeping, but they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know that in just a few days I'm going to return again and 
and I'm going to fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They don't know all of these things right now. Those that are causing me harm, they don't understand what they are doing. They don't understand the big picture. But I know, I've seen it. It's been my plan. And I know what I'm doing. But my mother sits over here watching as they beat me. Watching as they put nails in my hands. And she's over there crying out like many of us have. God, do you know what you're doing? Jesus, are you sure it has to be this way? Do I really have to lose a loved one? Do I really have to say goodbye? Is my marriage really over? Does it have to turn out this way, oh God? Why are things happening the way that they are? Do we really have to climb this many mountains? Do we really have to face this many trials? Have I really had to go through this many floods? God, are you sure that that's all that it's going to take? And with every nail, with every bit of spit placed upon Him, with every thorn pressed upon His head, He's sitting there and in His mind, He's saying, I know what I'm doing, for I was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It has been my plan from the very beginning that I would die. And they don't take my life today, but I lay it down willingly. I wonder how many times since then, God has been right here with us, beside us, and He's cried out. He hasn't thrown stones when we question. He hasn't been mad and ridiculed us when we say, God, why did you let that happen? How could you let that happen? He doesn't call angels to come and take us and lock us up every time that we complain or we're upset. But He's looking and He's saying, Oh, but they just don't know. They don't get it. Forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't understand, oh God, the ramifications of their actions. They don't fully understand the fullness of their failure. They don't grasp the seriousness of their sin. God, would you forgive them tonight? For they don't know like I know. If you don't know what you're doing tonight... You don't know where you are and you, you don't know that your prayers are even reaching the ceiling tonight. Welcome to the club. Cain, when God asked, where is your brother? He already knows the answer. Adam, when God comes to the garden and he cries out, Adam, where are you? He already knows where you are. When God calls you Gideon and you wonder, God, are you sure? God, are you sure you're calling me because I'm, I'm from the least tribe and my family's the least and, and I'm the least in my family. God, I'm bottom of the totem pole. Are you sure? And God is saying, I know what I am doing. I don't just see you for who you are, but I see you for who you can be. Philip, when he asked, where are you going to get bread? He already knows. When he asks you how you are going to overcome the year of 2020, he already knows. He already knows what he's going to do, but tonight he's wanting to know, what are you going to do? I wish you would lift your hands right where you are. If you're in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, and lift your hands and say, Father, 
I trust you again. God, I know that I've wept tears because I've lost loved ones. God, because things didn't turn out the way that I thought. And I know my mind has been riddled and rattled with questions and fears and doubts. God, and I've looked at you so many times and thought, God, are you sure? Are you sure this is where I'm supposed to be? Are you sure this is the job you wanted me to have? Are you sure this is where my family's supposed to be? Are you sure this is the path we're supposed to take? God, are you sure you haven't forgotten me? Are you sure, oh God, when you took my husband or my wife away? God, are you sure that was all part of your plan? And God wraps his arms around you and he tells you tonight all over again, I know what I am doing. I know in your world right now, it seems chaotic. It seems crazy. It seems dark. But in a spoken word, I can change everything in a moment. God, right now, we trust you. The one who is the author and finisher of our faith. God, tonight our soul sings that song. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. God, we do that tonight with our whole heart. God, we surrender to you tonight again like we haven't in a very long time. God, we've wept tears. God, we've cried out. God, are you sure you know where I'm at? Are you sure you know what I'm going through? God sent me to tell somebody tonight, God knows what he's doing. He knows right where you are. He has saw you under the fig tree. He's been with you in the fire. He's been with you through the flood. He was with you through your divorce. He was with you through that lost loved one. And God is saying, I'm still here. My hands are still on your world. And I have not forgotten you. Praise God. He Oh, come on, wrap your family in your arms tonight. Pray over them. Remind them tonight, God has not forgotten us. We are not forgotten tonight. He's still on the throne. He still reigns and rules tonight. And though everything going on in our world is out of our hands, and we can't do anything about it, and we're like Philip, trying to figure it out, we're counting the cost, and all the time God is saying, I know it's out of your hands, but it's not out of mine, I know it seems out of control, but I'm still in control tonight, oh praise God, praise God, praise God. I'm thankful tonight that I serve the omnipotent God. I'm so thankful tonight that the God I serve knows right where I am and right where you are. He knew that tonight there would be nobody here but me and Brother Andrew and Brother Ridge and Brother Chad. He knew that there would be an empty sanctuary, but your house would be full. And that He was going to be here with us and there with you. He would be in your home tonight, reminding you, I have not forgotten you. Reminding you, I know what I'm doing. Can you trust me again? Can you be like Abraham and step out by faith and 
walk to where I am calling you to. I know you don't know where you're going or where your next step is, but walk by faith. Walk trusting that I am going to call you to a better place. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I thank you for watching with us tonight. I pray that you were touched. I pray that you would continue to let this thought, this mindset transform you for the next few days and weeks. Let it change the way you think about life and move forward. And when you say, well, God only knows, don't say it as a question. Don't say it as a blanketed statement. Declare it. God knows. God knows what I'm going through. God knows what I'm facing tonight. And tonight I stand on his word and I believe every one of them are true his promises are yea and amen praise God we love you tonight thank you for tuning in with us pray that you have a wonderful wonderful week remember this Sunday at 10 30 a.m. live stream only we love you God bless you tonight